Welcome to the Appalachia Reformation Network podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Baldridge, and I'm joined today by... Sean Morris. I am one of the pastors at Westminster Presbyterian Church in Roanoke, Virginia, and I serve as the academic dean of the Blue Ridge Institute for Theological Education, or BRIGHT for short. Thank you, Sean, for joining us. Uh, Sean will be a reoccurring host uh, with me. Uh, I also am a pastor at Peter Creek Presbyterian Church in Phelps, Kentucky, and uh, a student at Bright. And we're thankful to have Sean with us and and for him to represent Bright on our podcast and as part of our network. And we'll hear more about that in an upcoming episode. Uh, But today, just to do a little general intro to our podcast, we want you to uh, to know that we're here, Appalachia Reformation Network. Well, Kelly, as we're uh, as we're getting started, we are we're doing an exciting thing. We're kicking off a brand new podcast. Us and everybody else, apparently, who bought uh, sound equipment in the year 2020. We, now that we bought all this stuff during the pandemic, we gotta we gotta find some good uses for it. So we're we're doing we're taking the plunge. We're starting off a, a podcast for ourselves, and so that's exciting. Um, so what I thought we'd do is to give our listeners. Uh, an introduction into what it is we're doing, uh, the the vision behind this this podcast, what kind of uh, usefulness we hope for it to have, uh, who it is we're we're trying to serve with it, and um, maybe some of the background uh, to the Appalachian Reformation Network. So maybe maybe start there, since since you're you're a pastor, uh, you're in eastern rural Kentucky, you're serving a a particular constituency and a demographic. Uh, it's, it's it can be hard soil for the mission of the church in various ways. So maybe. Before we talk about the vision of the podcast, maybe give us a little bit of the story or the vision behind the Appalachia Reformation Network. What is it? How did it come to be? Who's involved? Talk about maybe some of those things. Uh, yes, uh, it, it's a it's really a joy to to see this come to fruition. I know we're in the beginning stages, uh, but while serving in Eastern Kentucky, I have felt, and perhaps maybe because I'm in Phelps, Kentucky where the nearest Walmart is either 35, 45, or 55 minutes away. Uh, so we, you know, we're kind of isolated here. Uh, to have a network of pastors, a network of churches even, uh, to be able to fellowship with and to encourage and to know that you're not alone uh, is part of the vision with this. Uh, and in God's providence, uh, I've met fellow pastors, fellow uh, ministers in our area that are also um, like-minded brothers, and their churches are full of like-minded brothers and sisters who desire to see God glorified in Appalachia. And that that's a huge thing, uh, because it can often seem as if we're on our own here. And uh, particularly with a Reformation-type theology, Mm-hmm. And so maybe we'll mention that a little bit later, but mm-hmm. just to see this need for a network of churches where we're seeing mutual encouragement and edification and really even across denominational lines. Uh, you and I are both Presbyterian, but uh, many of the guys that we will we'll have on with this podcast are Baptist and, and solid, solid brothers uh, who love Christ and seeing him exalted. And our goal is really to, to have this uh, be something of an encouragement and equipping of pastors and churches and and Christians in our area. And 
really to see this happen in these areas because of our isolation. I think there are many ministries that we don't we we don't really benefit from in this area because we don't even know what they are or that they exist. For instance, uh, you and I both uh, have benefited from League and Air Ministries, and um, if you were to mention to someone, uh, do you know about League and Air Ministries? They would they would have no idea. Or even a ministry like Together for the Gospel, which has become a, a much broader, uh, more extensive uh, in scope as far as it reaches uh, in, right. in the U.S. Um, that's not something that people know about. Uh, if you were to mention some of our favorite preachers, most of them wouldn't know. Uh, that can be a blessing as well, though, because I mean, you still have people who they love their pastor, you know. Uh, and when you ask them what their favorite preacher is or who their favorite preacher is, they're going to name their pastor. And yep. actually, I think there's some some wonderful benefit to that. Yeah. Well, you're situated in in Phelps, uh, Kentucky. Who are some of the other guys that you've had some of these initial conversations with? And and uh, maybe tell us a little bit about where they're situated. And, uh, you know, it's likely that most of the folks listening to this podcast are going to be uh, from the Appalachia region, but hopefully there will be folks that listen in who are not from Appalachia, and maybe they're not even familiar with what we mean when we say Appalachia. So maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So so some of the guys that are nearby, I mean, if I were to go in proximity, um, Jared Belcher, he's a pastor of First Baptist Church of Williamson, West Virginia. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't want to do this too much but if you think about the Hatfield McCoy battle you know we're on the Kentucky side he's on the West Virginia side some may say that's the McCoy side he's on the uh, Hatfield side although we have Hatfields in our church and we have some that are related from McCoy's as well uh, so you have Jared who's but you know both of us are serving in coal mining communities uh, Williamson was a uh stalwarts of the coal mining community and industry it's a very beautiful town the cityscape there is, is is you can see it it's not what it used to be by any stretch of the imagination uh, so jared is there at first baptist uh, in williamson uh, we have uh, if you go down the road uh, or up the road i guess um, but down river uh, because the, the tug fork of the big sandy river flows north and you go to fort gay west virginia and in Fort Gay, there is Chris Wilson, uh, and Chris and I have been friends for for a long time. Um, he's he's older than I am. Uh, I won't mention how much older, not that much actually, but Chris is a, a good brother. And uh, Salt Peter Community Church has done some wonderful work uh, in the areas of uh, bringing pastors together. They do an annual Reformation conference that's turned into an annual preaching conference. And so they have preachers from Kentucky and Tennessee and West Virginia and Ohio come together uh, to, to learn and to grow together. Uh, and then in Salyersville, Kentucky, in McGoffin County, Kentucky, there is a good brother named Justin Williams. And Justin is a faithful preacher, faithful pastor, um, and actually an excellent one, too. He's, he's really, really enjoyable to, to listen to. And all of these brothers are actually uh, great pastors and great ministers. And, you know, you mentioned going outside of Appalachia too, and some of our friends will probably have on to talk about various subjects. Uh, for instance, I know we're going to talk about Bright with you. 
Uh, I'm also hoping to, to get you to talk a little bit about your PhD work that you're doing, because I think it's very helpful even for our area. Uh, and then, you know, we have a friend, Scott Lucky, who is doing a PhD in preaching. And I think it would be wonderful to talk to him about preaching and different kinds of preaching, different styles. Uh, and I think that would be very helpful too. Uh, in Appalachia, preachers are important. Uh, there's a, a brother in West Virginia named Will Basham. I don't know Will personally, but um, I know Chris has had him at that conference. And Will has written a book called Rural Mission. And he speaks of um, the religious lost in this area. And I think he has a lot to say about rural mission. So maybe we're able to put him on here i don't even i don't even know if we can i know you've mentioned some guys too that we might talk to uh that would be helpful for this as well um you know so i'm in i'm in roanoke virginia which is right on the border i think of appalachia where, where i'm situated in the roanoke valley if you look to our east is the blue ridge mountains but if you look to our west it's the appalachian mountains and we've got the appalachian trail uh running up and down that and so uh, Roanoke is itself a fairly good-sized city, so there's a bit of an urban culture. But nevertheless, we're right on the doorstep of Appalachia, so there's a lot of Appalachian culture uh, that's influencing this region. And of course, we're a stone's throw away from the West Virginia border. Um, we're just a short drive down the road to Johnson City, Tennessee, uh, Bristol, Tennessee, those kind of areas, uh, which I think would be indicative of the southern maybe end of Appalachian culture. But Maybe it would be good to talk, and of course, we're just speaking in layman's terms here, but you know, as a guy who's there in the thick of it, what, is, what do we mean when we say Appalachia? Are we just talking about you know, areas with pretty mountains and some good hiking trails, or uh, when we say Appalachia and Appalachian culture, what are, we, what are we thinking about when we say that? Yeah, I think that's important to distinguish. I mean, for one thing, you know, we want to point out we're saying Appalachia and not Appalachia. Right, yeah. There is a difference. Um, and for those who are outside of Appalachia, most of them will say Appalachia at times. Mm -hmm. uh, and that there's a connotation with that. It's, it goes beyond just geography. It's not just the mountains. It's not just the hollers, as we would say here, hollows for those maybe outside um, or who, who are trying to be a little bit more proper with that. Uh, but it's a cultural thing, too. It's, it's the people we're talking about the people and our desire with the Appalachia Reformation Network is to focus on the churches and the people within those churches in Appalachia to equip them for the work of the ministry, to see them grow in Christ and to reach that subset. And within Appalachia, even Will Basham mentions this, because of the isolation of these rural communities, uh, each rural community and each uh, context will have its own form of religion, form of culture. Uh, we're, for instance, in Phelps. It's 45 minutes from Pikeville, and Pikeville is the, the county seat. It's the largest city in our county. Uh, it's a, a, actually a booming city still. Uh, at one time in history, Pikeville had more millionaires per capita than anywhere in the United States. Wow. Whole industry. Wow. Uh, and I think multiple years. Uh, it's still actually a, a fairly progressive city uh, as far as uh, what it's doing and, and seeing a lot of uh, good economy. But the county itself is 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 much different. Uh, the county itself is very poor. 
and very rural. Uh, and outside of Pikeville, so 45 minutes away, Phelps is much different than Pikeville is. So in Appalachia, one of the, the struggles that you have is actually uh, knowing how to minister to your particular group. Because even though I grew up in Appalachia, I actually grew up in Louisa, Lawrence County, Kentucky, which is about an hour and a half depending on the direction you take, an hour and a half to an hour and 50 minutes away. You would think with that close proximity that the culture is the same. Well, it, it is and it isn't. There are quite a few things that are different uh, just based on where you're at. And so when you speak of Appalachia, it's a general term, but yet within that, uh, there are various cultural contexts that you'll come across. And the folk religion um is also what we're speaking of so Appalachia um if you were to talk to someone on the street in Appalachia uh, many of them might say they're part of the bible belt but the that's that's different here it's not the same as it is in Mississippi for instance right or Alabama um so for here there is this tradition there is this religion uh, that's part of it that's prevalent, but also in Appalachia, that folk mentality uh, coming from maybe the Scotch-Irish background and heritage of the area, you you have this, this mindset of, of storytelling. So one thing that they love here is storytelling. And we're, we're also going to have to deal with this too. I think maybe another podcast where we were going to speak about these things, but there is a biblical illiteracy in Appalachia um, that happens. And so one way uh, that ministers have been successful here and missions have been successful here has been through really the, the act of storytelling and preaching. So preaching is important here. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes when I, like for instance, two days ago, I went to the local uh, gas station. So for our area, you know, we have no fast food restaurants. We have no chain restaurants. We have one that's a kind of a chain, but it's a local Kentucky chain uh, restaurant. And we went in to the gas station or I went into the gas station and the two people I talked to while I was there, both of them said, Hey, preacher. Uh, and that's how they, they know me. I'm the preacher. Okay. okay. So anyway, that's, that's kind of a, a little thought process there yeah yeah that's good and 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 that's that's a good um reminder too for our listeners that yeah we hope to dedicate uh, a future episode to thinking specifically about those things some of those things you mentioned about uh unique or at least particular challenges when it comes to rural ministry and uh ministry in appalachian culture especially um that, that that's a whole subsection subsegment we can spend a whole episode on maybe multiple episodes uh, thinking through some of those things so we definitely want to talk about that in the future, um, maybe just in terms of setting the scene as a as a subculture within the United States, um, I'm trying to think of some popular reference points of getting a window into Appalachian culture. And the one that comes to mind from about the last 10 years or so is the really popular TV show Justified. Would you say that that is an accurate or an inaccurate window into some aspects of Appalachian culture? Yeah, so... <laughs> It's, it's interesting because I loved the show Justified. I, I thought it was um, very entertaining. 
I mean, it's it, it's even situated in eastern Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's situated in Harlan, Kentucky, um, Harlan County, Kentucky, and Harlan County was, um, you know, the Union versus the the coal mining owners. I mean, the, that that battle was something that really took place. In fact, there's one of the best documentaries ever made was called Harlan USA, I believe. And it's it's fascinating. And so there is a sense where that is Eastern Kentucky. Of course, there's some embellishment on our culture. Right. The fact that they didn't shoot in Eastern Kentucky for that movie uh, is is evident hmm. in some of the mountain scenes. Okay. Uh, they're a little bit more bare than they are here. Most of our mountains have trees on them, uh, still unless they're strip mines. Okay. And that, that's a different kind of scene. But yeah, the, the mining, the importance of coal mining and justified would, would be uh, accurate there. Um, and actually, the the drug and opioid pandemic uh, is, is true as well. So justified really sets the scene for um, many drug-related uh, violence and, and things of like that. And that is something that happens here often. Um and uh, drugs are, are a huge issue in Eastern Kentucky. And it really started with prescription drugs. And it's moved beyond that, really, in many ways. You know, I, I know at one time, a lot of people would say marijuana was the gateway drug to so many um, worse drugs. But right. now prescription pills have been the gateway to that. Uh, there are also some musicians that have really spoken to Appalachian culture and, and I'm not recommending them as a pastor because of the vulgarity that they use at times. Sure. But sure. if you want a window into it, there's some like Tyler Childers um, has, has written many songs that have been widely produced speaking about Appalachian culture and context and, and, and done a, done a good job exposing that. Uh, though I, I, again, I can't recommend if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, it's a it's a cultural artifact that maybe gives us a window into the thinking and the values and the 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 mentality uh, of a subculture. But of course, we're not endorsing the message per se. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 really, before him, I mean, the bluegrass music. So US twenty three is called Country Music Highway, and so country music, bluegrass music. That folksy type of, of style is, is important here, and that's part of who we are. And so uh, music is huge. Uh, that's, that's something to remember as well. That's part of Appalachian culture. You, you have so many, so many well-known musicians. I know in the past, you know, Justified maybe in the, in the present, but in the past, Coal Miner's Daughter, uh, the movie about Loretta Lynn, right, that would yeah. been a cultural artifact for uh, this area too. What would you say? So, so you and I were both uh, were both uh, Presbyterian ministers. Uh, you know, it's probably evident from the title of this organization, Appalachia Reformation Network. You know, so we're coming at things from a perspective uh, where we are part of the Reformed tradition. We come out of uh, one of the great traditions uh, stemming from the Protestant Reformation in the 1500s. Um, so that's certainly our vantage point and the vantage point of many of the brothers that will. Uh, be part of this effort, but maybe describe for us what's the religious scene like, generally speaking, 
uh, in Appalachian culture. Yes. Now, now that's interesting because what I found is that even though there's diversity within the different groups of context within Appalachia, for instance, Phelps versus Pikeville that I mentioned earlier, uh, in these contexts, much of the, the church scene is the same, even though there are different denominations. Uh, for instance, we're Presbyterian church. When I first came here, it seemed more like a, a Baptist church. Okay. Uh, but then you have in our area, there's a lot of Pentecostals. So the charismatic scene is, is, is there. Uh, it kind of goes with the culture in the sense of experiential and then this this idea so the idea of experiential um life and, and emotionalism i should say that's what i was this is what i was looking for there's very emotional um religious atmosphere in these areas and so you don't see a lot of high church liturgy you don't see a lot of the high church churches even doing very well uh, for instance in phelps there used to be a catholic mission it's closed it's been closed for years um, you're not going to okay. see a lot of, you're not going to see Anglicans. And even in the Presbyterian churches, the Presbyterian churches that actually are, are reaching people are probably not as um, high church in their, in their liturgy. Okay. Interesting. Well, um, you know, as, as we're sort of winding towards a, a close of, of this episode, maybe we should, um, uh, you know, just to steer it back to, to our original platform, I guess, or original agenda, maybe maybe talk to us about what you hope, you and the, and the men who have sort of the founding vision uh, for the Appalachian Reformation Network, what you hope that organization can serve to accomplish throughout the region, and what we hope this podcast will do in terms of being a, a resource that's useful for the people in our churches and beyond uh, throughout the Appalachian region. Yeah, so maybe it would be good just to go through the name, Appalachia Reformation Network. Yeah. Appalachia, our, our network, our podcast, and anything that comes from our network. I mean, we have dreams of, of conferences and retreats and a journal. We, we have those dreams, but ultimately our desire is to reach Appalachia, uh, an area that's often left out, an area that doesn't hear from a, a lot of uh, well-known preachers and teachers and ministries, uh, and that's okay as long as those who are serving in Appalachia are preaching and teaching uh, the faith. And so we want to focus on Appalachia. And one thing about Appalachia is that they want to hear from people who are from Appalachia hmm. or, or people who have given their lives to Appalachia, whether they're from there or not. And so we want to train those people up so that those Christians and those who are not Christians in Appalachia would hear from Appalachian pastors and teachers and church members who are um, reformed in their doctrine, who, who hold to uh, the five solas, you know, uh, sola scriptura, which is scripture alone. Uh, this is another episode that we could do easily. Uh, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, God's glory alone, speaking of salvation, just to, to run through it really quickly. Uh, but also, too, when we think of Reformation, um, we want to consider the fact that Appalachia is an area that needs Reformation. And we want to consider those things uh, 
to see that it goes beyond just our salvation view, that Reformation in Appalachia needs to take place within uh, the view of the church, the doctrine of the church, uh, the view and doctrine of worship within the church as well, that it goes just beyond our view of salvation, so how someone is saved. Because most people in Appalachia are pretty open to the fact that they're depraved, you know, that they're sinners, and that they need a Savior. And uh, that's that's what they need to hear is that they need a Savior. They know they're a sinner, but they need to hear that they're a Savior. But once they get that, and this is really a matter of discovery, so one reason why I think for me, starting the podcast for me, having uh, my brothers and, and sisters around me to, to encourage and to talk through these things with is so that uh, it would be a matter of discovery on how do we see that reformation take place in our churches and in our communities. Uh, And then network, of course, as well. When we think of network, we want to see these churches and pastors and Christians grow together to see the mission of God fulfilled in Appalachia. Yeah. And it sounds like this, this podcast will hopefully be a useful tool just to get the word out about what, the Appalachia Reformation Network is doing. Um, I mean, with the with the advances in technology and the reach of the internet, uh, there's a potential audience out there that we could never have dreamed of even 10 or 15 years ago. Um, everyone and their brother is listening to podcasts these days. And so hopefully this will be a vehicle to uh, let the wider Appalachian region know that, hey, there is such a thing as ARN that exists. And maybe you would be interested as a listener in learning more about that mission. And hopefully this is a kind of thing that can serve as a resource that people can plug in and listen to as they're driving to work, or maybe as they're just out walking or they're exercising, or they got a few minutes of downtime and they can listen to a a resource like this and be thinking about these things. And maybe it'll spark some inspiration to work at these things in the life of their own church. And then also to realize, like you said, that they're not alone, that there's an entire network of brothers and sisters in Christ who care about these things passionately, who are biblically minded, who are committed to exalting Christ that can be a resource for them to encourage them and work together. And who knows what the Lord will do with that. Um, So of course our desire, our prayer is that God would be pleased to bless uh, this kind of effort to accomplish exactly that kind of thing, Uh, that we'd be useful in this region, uh, that we'd be useful to the churches in this region. Uh, We're not trying to be a national phenomenon, but we hope that by the grace of God, this can be a a good resource to encourage and equip uh, rural Appalachian churches who may be facing a lot of unique struggles and uh, who knows what the Lord might do if we can pool our resources and pool our efforts together. Amen. Sean, thank you for, uh, for being on this episode of the Appalachian Reformation Network. All right. That sounds great. Thanks for having me. I'll look forward to, to doing it again uh, in the future. Thank you again for listening to the Appalachian Reformation Network. This is Kelly Baldrige and Sean Morris, and we are looking forward to what the Lord would have for us here at ARN.